This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. And we really quickly wanted to say, you know, last week we mentioned that we are now working with a company called Audio Boom, which means there may be some ads coming in the near future Mm -hmm. uh, that we'll talk about. But... If some of you who have written to us and said, is there going to be an ad-free version of the show, uh, there will be. If you are subscribing to our Patreon page mm-hmm. for $5 a month, yep. then whenever we start uh, making episodes with ads in them, we will give those Patreon subscribers or higher um, the ad an free ad-free version. version. Yep. So. Yay, good, that'll Yay. happen. Yay, so yeah, that's at our $5 level. So if you're already there, it will be yes. wrapped up in that five or higher. I think the lowest is three, and with the three, you still get access to the um, uh, our bonus feed. Yes. Or whatever, so all the things I've done with my husband or with my friends, um, you can you can get those at three, but once you get to five, we'll be doing ad-free. So that's pretty exciting. Also, um, at the top, uh, yesterday, I guess... Um, we started a Facebook group for the podcast. Private Facebook group. A private Facebook group. Um, like anyone can find it, but not anyone can see that you're in it is sort of how that works. Um, and yeah, already we've got like 130 or so people, which is really cool. Um, and we'll post a link in the show notes for mm-hmm. anyone interested in that. Yeah. So come join if it's, it's one reason you should use Facebook. For yeah. Me. I'm hoping we can build a little a little community there and maybe we'll post these shows and people can talk about it or people can bring their various religious grievances and <laughs> to it. <laughs> We're just going to argue about Richard Dawkins all day, For every the rest day. of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun with that notification feed. <laughs> it's Thursday night. You're here yeah. in my house. We're drinking wine. This is like a real old school. It's only been like a year and a half. I know. Yeah. A um, nice old school record. Daddy's... I have no idea if you know the story. Oh. Um, because this happened like a today. <laughs> eh, who knows? It might be. Um, guess who got arrested today? Who? Josh Duggar. No shit. Yes. Haven't heard his name in the news in like forever. It took me a second to click in yeah. who he was without without context. Just in really? case, the the brief history of Josh Duggar. If you watched uh, the TLC show, you know, one hundred seventy two kids, nineteen and kids and counting. Uh, he was one of the kids. Yeah. He's one of the quiverful Duggars. And then uh, was it twenty fifteen? There was a report. Long story short, I'm not going to rehash mm-hmm. all of that. But basically, four of his sisters said he inappropriately touched them, and one girl who wasn't part of their family. Mm -hmm. Uh, He did this when they were all underage, I think, including him. But there was, like, a police report filed at the time about it. No charges were ever uh, uh, filed against Josh Duggar. But it did happen. Like, the family admitted it It was his sisters and then, like, an outside person, if I remember right. Five girls. Oh, Jesus. And, again, the family decided we're not going to press charges, and I don't remember what happened with that fifth girl. But, like, okay, it's one of those things where it happened. No one's denying it. Right, right, right. um, Whatever excuses they want to give. But there was that incident. There were also lawsuits from both Josh 
and from his sisters suing the magazine that published that information, saying, we didn't give you permission to go public with this. Is and that how that works? That's not really how that works. Even if it was about minors? Um, at that, the well, time? That's, that's their argument. Oh, like, okay. this may have been a police record, but it involved minors, and how dare you? Okay. I don't remember, honestly, what came of that, but, like, nothing really seemed Apparently to happen, nothing. I don't think. <laughs> but anyway, that all happened, like, six years ago. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't all because Josh Duggar like couldn't stop uh, being in the news. Right. Um, there was uh, a cheating scandal where it involved a porn star who said he paid me for, quote, rough sex and mm. it was painful. Ooh. And it's like, where did that come from all of a sudden? But OK, oh, no. again, no charges, I don't believe, were filed. It was just one more thing to add to this guy's list. Right. Um, and then... In 2019, oh, I'm sorry, I should add one more thing. Um, by the way, Josh Duggar checked himself into rehab after that incident. For sex addiction, right? For, uh, something like that, yeah. Oh, boy. And then his brother ran for the Arkansas State House last year. Mm-hmm. How did that he, go? He lost. Uh, but because he was running for office, it's like, all right, let's bring up all the Duggar stuff again. I'm kind of shocked that a person with the last name, du- this is going to sound yeah. sarcastic, I do not mean it to be, a person with the last name Duggar could lose an election in Arkansas. I like mean, it just seems I like- thought his family would be the majority <laughs> of the voting base. <laughs> But, like, name recognition is such a huge deal that you'd yeah. think, like, oh, Duggar, I fucking know that name. Yeah, he he's, he lost. I don't remember if it was close or not. But anyway, it, it brought up the story again. And at some point, you would think, okay, you know what? The, the majority of the family mm-hmm. is not in the news anymore. I don't remember if the girls still have a TV show. Some of the girls might. They did for a little while. Yeah. But he's been out for a while. So what the hell is this guy getting arrested for now? It doesn't have to do with all that stuff back then. That's what I'm asking you, Hammond. Yes. You have the information. Oh, right. So here's <laughs> here's what we know. Okay. No, it doesn't have to do with that, which is even weirder, because, like, the, what else is he doing? Didn't he learn his lesson? Yeah. Okay. Um, In 2019, here's kind of all we know, because as we're recording this, they have not um, publicized any charges against him. We okay. just know federal officials arrested him today. He's held in detention right now. Hmm. But he hasn't been formally charged yet. It seems like he does know what he's getting charged for, though. Um, The only thing I could point to is that in 2019, like Homeland Security uh, federal agents raided a used car dealership he owned and took stuff, kind of like they did with Rudy Giuliani this week, where they're like, we have reason to invade this dude's property Mm -hmm. because we need some stuff because we're afraid we may not have that stuff if we don't go in now. They got stuff, and it's like everyone knew, it, like, that's Josh Duggar's yeah. uh, car lot. What's up there? Last year, that car dealership closed huh. out of nowhere, and you're like, eh, maybe. So 2019 pandemic. it was raided? 2019 it was raided. At some closed. point, the car dealership closed, and you're like, well, pandemic, who yeah, knows why it's closed? Yeah. Um, and the thing is, no one ever really reported why were they digging into his stuff? Uh-huh. What was it that they could be looking is for? Is something boring like tax evasion? I, I don't know. There is There are uh, reports that it could be anything from, like, fraud to uh, something much more serious, some sort of... I mean, it's got to be a federal crime, which is why there are federal agents coming after him. Yeah, that's huge. But they haven't announced it. But that's... It's one of those, like... It involves Josh Duggar. By the way, he also worked with the Family Research Council, which is a hard-right conservative right. Christian organization. Um, so I don't know what he did. They got the mugshot. He's there in jail. I don't know what he did yet. I'm very curious. Ugh, this whole thing sucks. 
Like, I just, just, it just bums me out that these, like, this family made this dumb decision. Like, how many fucking kids can we have? And they're all just... Like, they didn't get enough attention growing up. Like, the they're saddest a, thing. How I, do you parent 20 kids? Yes, that is a very, very good question. I watched question. my one-year-old niece for, like, four hours last weekend, and I was fucking exhausted. Like, it was all <laughs> of my attention that it was on her. Like, you cannot possibly have a one-year-old running around fucking shit up and also a 12-year-old who you need to teach morals to. <laughs> like, it simply can't be done. Yeah, I have two, and neither of them are getting morals. No, we haven't obviously gotten it. We not. haven't had time for that No, yet. no, no, are no. you kidding me? Even in the last year when you've done nothing but stare at your children? I've been staring at my computer for the past year. Ugh, your kids haven't FaceTimed me by accident in a long time, <laughs> and it's a real... Maeve has started... My niece, who, by the way, tomorrow's her birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, Maeve. Birthday. This weekend is her uh, her birthday party. It's going to be interesting. Um, but I don't remember what I was going to say about that. That's okay. Kids have no morals was where we were going yeah. with this. Oh, no, I was going to say Maeve has started to accidentally FaceTime me. Nice. And so... Your son is off the road. <laughs> like, he doesn't have to, off the hook, he doesn't have to call me to make me feel good about myself and think my good friend Hammond is calling, but really it's a toddler who doesn't know how phones work. <laughs> It'll happen again soon, I'm sure. I'm very excited um, about it. I wanted to follow that up with a genuinely happier story that's going to make you go wild. Okay. Okay. There's a newspaper in West Virginia, Grafton, West Virginia. Um, it's called the Mountain Statesman. Small okay. local paper, whatever. Love here's a local the thing. Paper. Here's the thing about local papers. Like, there's usually only one or two people that work at these places. Uh-huh. Like, may they do everything they can. That's yeah. such a hard job. Uh-huh. But also, they'll also publish damn near anything. And it, local papers are fun because they will Love write stories local about things you would never read about in national Shout papers. Shout out to the West Clark Fork Journal, which is <laughs> the the um, uh, Bitterroot Valley or even just the Derby area newspaper in Montana. I used to read that all the time. And because I was a pre- pretentious twat, I would sit at the bar when I was bored and, <laughs> and copy edit it while I was drinking. Nice. Anyway, I had a, a fantasy that I would move back to Montana and take over the West Clark Fork Journal and like turn them all into like my liberal allies. This is at least a four part Netflix series. I mean, I would write and read a romance novel about this, actually. Yes. Actually, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Future plans. Cut, cut this yeah. out. No, I'm not cutting this out. So. They'll publish damn near anything. Yes. And the thing is, last weekend, and their paper comes out twice a week, but last Saturday is one of those days. And they published a letter to the editor that, like, generated the sort of reactions reserved for, like, a bad take in a national newspaper. Okay. And everyone's like, why would you publish this? This isn't the Disney guy, is it? Uh, oh, let's talk about the Disney guy, though. Oh no, not the woke Disney guy. Oh my God, no, different. Guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna that. read you this relatively short letter from uh, Kenneth K. Litzinger. Uh, dear editor, I am writing. Th- oh, by the way, he's not even responding to anything in the paper. He's just straight up. I'm bored. I'm gonna write a letter to the. Okay, editor. I have grievances. I must air. <laughs> yes, dear editor, I am writing this letter to you in regard and concern to how terrible the United States is becoming. No period. I am referring to how liberal and munificent this country is gradually becoming. As I had told you before, the more time goes on, the worse matters become. I'll pause for a moment. So far, cranky old man getting off his grievances, writing a letter. All right, fine. I've seen it before. I've never heard the word munificent before. I don't know if that's what he meant to write. It is a word. I don't know yeah. if that's the right word. Okay, but that's, here's the thing is... You don't want to waste your time on munificent. It's getting good. No, wait. I just want to say, because it's wonderfully ironic, that muni- munificent, I think he means it to be like 
welfare state, but what it really <laughs> means is like being very generous and welcoming and bountiful and wonderful. <laughs> so he's like, we? yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, the more time goes on, the worse matters become. I am a male wasp, meaning that I am of Anglo-Saxon descent. Actually, wrote Anglo-Saxon decent. And in position to the Roman Catholic Church, which is not what Protestant means. No. Wasp is white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Yeah. He's like, I'm a wasp, dot, dot, dot. I'm in position to the Roman Catholic Church. I don't think he knows what wasp means. No, he just thinks it means a white person. Yeah. Like a white. Yeah, white, I think yeah. you're right. I think he just saw wasp and he's like, I see a W, Maybe he I'm thinks good. it's like white Anglo-Saxon person. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's me. So he goes on, I am a firm believer in sticking to the conservative status quo. Quo is in all caps. I believe that men are the head of the household and women basically should be barefoot, pregnant, and in the kitchen. That's a real sentence. This is satire, right? No. The United States no, has gone... They can't take barefoot and pregnant back. That was what we <laughs> use. I don't like when they try to... Ugh. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. That's his fantasy right there. Barefoot, <laughs> pregnant, and in the kitchen. The United States has gone too far to the left. Women's occupation should only be mm. elementary school teachers, okay. <laughs> nurses, okay. and sexitaries. I'm sorry. Did you say secretary? Sexitaries. Are you... I, I'll get to the footnote that also comes with this letter in which he defines, I'll just jump to it oh, right yeah, now. Oh, yeah, please. Uh, sexitaries uh -huh. is an old urban word. It is not misspelled. According to multiple dictionary references, there's no way this is in the dictionary. Mm -mm. A sexitary, urban dictionary. Urban dictionary, <laughs> yeah. A sexitary is an attractive office assistants who perform office duties, RR and R, Available for sexual activities whenever and wherever the employer wants. Closed quotation marks. There was never an open quotation marks. He defines sexitaries. So a sex worker who also does your filing? I think. I don't think there's any payment involved. Well, ostensibly, if she's like working at his office... And then the sex work would just be under her like umbrella of her salary, right? That's like, true. I don't think the union bargained for that one, though. That's a good point. And then he continues. We in do short, need strong sexitary unions. I've always said that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's a movie somewhere. <laughs> that's an internet rule somewhere. In short, this country is headed on a downhill trail. Having stated that's not an expression. <laughs> having stated such, there are exceptions to the concept of such. Most oh, sincerely, buddy. Um. So that's Wait, that was the end? That was the end. He ended with the word such? Yeah. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. Old man writes that letter where he talks about women ought to be barefoot pregnant and in the kitchen. Yeah. And if they want jobs, fine, as long as they're servicing me in the office. This is strong man shouts at cloud energy here. Yeah. And they publish this letter like oh. as is. Yeah, you gotta at least do a copy edit on that. You know, <laughs> like, I understand op-eds, like, you want to keep the content the same, but please, that, we, need, we need to read this with our good eyes. The longs on this podcast, by the way, because he said wasp and Protestant Roman Catholic, which <laughs> makes it a religion story. <laughs> by the way, the newspaper then put up a Facebook post that day on the newspaper's website because they were getting all these calls. Like, oh, I wonder why. hell are you doing? I think the two staffers are two women, by the way. <laughs> Um, and they said, today's edition features letters to the editor with some strong views. These views do not, do no, 
do no reflect those of our staff or necessarily reflect the views of the newspaper, blah, blah, blah. The individual has a right to express said views. And should someone wish to respond, they may do so by following the policy pictured here, dot, dot, dot. These views are not those of the paper staff. And everyone's like... Which is the point of an op-ed, right? Like, it doesn't necessarily reflect the views of the staff, but also you published it. Right. We know it's not your view. We're concerned (laughs) with the fact that you decided, well, I guess it goes in the paper then. And, of course, everyone responding is like, any crazy person can write anything they want. You don't have to publish it. You're the editors. Yeah, like... You can be the filter. That's your job. Oh, my God. I mean, this isn't a letter saying Trump should have won the election or something, which is a view people may not share, but it's a view. Right. Okay, fine. This isn't a different opinion. This is crazy person saying women should suck me off. I don't know what Ugh. he wants. Ooh, I'm glad you didn't so in the that. follow-up comment, the newspaper says, as long as his letters meet, met, meet the criteria, they may be published discrimination and or bias is not allowed. Like, they're basically making a First Amendment argument that if this guy writes a letter, we have to publish it, which is not how the First Amendment works or newspapers or anything. That's weird. That's very strange. Each week, we print editorials that are faith-based. We very well could have readers who are non-believers and get offended by them. Again, not the issue. That is not what we're talking about. no. Oh, so that was a real letter that got printed. That's pretty wild. It's been a pretty nutty... I haven't even gotten to the best part. Of this letter? Of this story. Oh, I thought we were done. I was moving on to Disney World, guy. I know. There's more? There's two more things. Okay. One is that according to one commenter online, and I could not verify this myself. <laughs> oh, God. She said he has written another letter in the same paper. They published two letters by the same dude. Uh-huh. And the other one, he makes a reference... Uh, to the fact that God doesn't exist. What? Which contradicts both the wasp uh-huh. and the Roman Catholic line uh-huh. and makes no sense on any I of think, those grounds. No, I'm not an expert in religion, but is God pretty important in Catholicism or not that important? Somewhat. Okay, okay Also in Protestantism. I know less about that. Is that the George Luther one? No, George Martin Luther. <laughs> I think George? you were going to say George Lucas. And I'm pretty sure that's a different uh, origin story <laughs> altogether. Star Wars, Martin Luther is the <laughs> Protestant guy. I paid attention in high school. <laughs> um, wait, that's not the worst part. Because oh. okay, so I can't verify that he said he's he doesn't believe in God. Uh-huh. That's that's a letter that got cut off from all the screenshots sure. online. Um, the other thing is this guy is a convicted sex offender. You don't fucking say. <laughs> According to state, according say. to state police and the police record that is publicly available online, <laughs> Mr. Litzinger once attempted to, and I quote oh from God. the charging document, commit second degree sexual assault. He served four months in jail. This was about twenty some years ago. He paid his dues, I guess. I'm impressed that he got locked up for sexual assault. That seems like a now, pretty hard conviction. To and land. now he's like, let me tell you what women should be like. Oh, he hasn't boy. changed, maybe? No, no, no. He definitely hasn't changed. Wowee. That's, uh, that's a spicy meatball you gave me there. So he thinks women should only be pregnant or... Barefoot in the kitchen. Barefoot pregnant in the kitchen or... 
giving him BJ's yes, at the, in the office. office or nurses. They could be nurses. Nurses. I mean, yeah, nurses are badasses. But if you're not going to be a nurse, he has another job. For yeah, you. yeah, yeah. You have a finite number of of choices. <laughs> um, Listen, the career planning guide. Come on. <laughs> Do you, can we just like briefly talk about the um, the Disney one? Because. Yes, and I have to say, like, I didn't read this article yet. I just heard everyone talking about the oh article. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Essentially, this man who... I'm going to show you his picture. He's, like, an old white dude. Like, he looks he, white. Like, he is not a... <laughs> like a young person who the magic of Di- magic Disney was made for, and yeah, that guy shouldn't be at Disney World unless he's bringing his kids. I think he has human children, but his primary complaint, actually, I don't think he mentions kids. Speaking of like a letter, this is a uh, opinion piece that was published where the Tampa Bay. Oh no, Tampa, the Orla- excuse me, the Orlando, Orlando Sentinel. Sentinel. So this got published in a legit newspaper. Like a real newspaper. Okay. Um, he said, I'm going to just give you a, uh, a paragraph that's going to kind of give you a, a peek into his mind. Okay. Um, more broadly, like many corporations, Disney has been politi- politicizing its business. Full disclosure, I am a Christian and a conservative Republican, so the people who run Disney and I, Disney and I do not see eye to eye. Now... <laughs> I'm going to read a couple Disney select has polls. to religious conservatives so much. Um, have you ever seen, do you know, are you familiar with Trader Sam? No. Okay, I wasn't either and I looked it up. So while I'm reading this this paragraph to you, could you just go ahead and look up okay. Trader Sam and so you can see sort of the, the, the irony of what we're talking about? Disney is in the process of taking the, the woke scalpel to the Jungle Cruise. Trader Sam is out because he might offend certain people. This is. <laughs> <laughs> Describe it. I don't know. Describe it, coward. <laughs> he's black. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what his uh, character is. I mean, I think he's supposed South American indigenous man. And I don't know what he does. I think it's supposed to be a la, I think, Friday from Robinson Crusoe of just like the helpful native. Oh, okay. Is, is, is my. I, I've never. I've been to Disney. So this is a character that's in Disney World somewhere? Yeah. Okay. Well, not anymore. Oh, yeah. Okay. So here's maybe my favorite. This is my favorite program for many reasons. So Disney's Impossible's Woke Scalpel. Trader Sam is out because he might offend certain people. Every grown-up in the room realizes that Trader Sam is not a representation of reality and is meant to be as as a funny, is meant as a funny, silly caricature. It is no more based in racism than every Disney caricature of an out-of-touch white dad. First of all, Disney has so many racist characters. Well, so deeply racist characters. Isn't Song of the South like the one they Oh, he talks about Song of the South. He's mourning Song of the South. Oh, I'm sure Disney proclaims that Splash Mountain must change its change because of its association which with Song of the South. Uh-huh. Disney owns Splash Mountain so it can do what it wants. But if Disney screams at the top of its corporate voice, which is pretty loud, that it's changing to appease a certain political point of view, now every time I look at the ride, I'm thinking about politics. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Pirates of the Caribbean. He does a pretty good diatribe on that. Um, it, 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 I These mean, people who get mad at furious. fictional stories that get updated. <laughs> yeah, I think he does have kids, but what I think is most interesting about his take is it is so... Um, 
he centered himself in the Disney experience as if Disney is catering specifically to old white guys. Whereas like, no, 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 it's a children's park. And guess what? Some children aren't white. <laughs> yeah. Like they're updating the park to suit the needs of their new yeah. fans. Right. Not him. <laughs> and also he lives in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, so, the typical Disney. Yeah, there's audience. more to it, but it's, I mean, it's I'm just... I'm going to close the tab with Trader Sam, because yeah, I Yeah, you're on the list bad. now. Yeah. Um, really quick, can we touch on the Rubio um, op-ed, too? Marco Rubio? Which one did he write? Uh, you sent well, me this. Well, I did send it one? to you. Um, I'm mostly thrilled about it. Like, it, it, it's definitely a very typical, he's saying, he, he's almost getting the point, but not quite. But he, guess where he wrote his op-ed in? Where? The New York Post, which is... The Rupert Murdoch tabloidy uh type of paper. Yeah, so he was... Oh, let me find it. The New York Post, by the way, has published, like, article after article saying, look, vaccine side effect. Oh, my God. Like, the New York Post over is villainous. and over without properly characterizing those as anomalies. So what, what Marco, so Marco Rubio maybe wrote my favorite op-ed of all time because essentially he is mad that corporations are not supporting, quote-unquote, traditional values anymore, and there uh, and like basically he's like so we decided we the republicans are like hey we're gonna make it as easy as possible for you to earn money and then what do these dick bags do they try to earn more money by like moving over off offshore or like getting like getting their labor outsourced and things like that that's not what this is about he's just mad that his party who all they've done is make sure corporations can do whatever they want in the name of profit are now doing whatever they want in the name of profit. <laughs> Which means supporting, like, voting rights. It is very much like I did not think the face-eating tiger party would eat my mm. face. Like, it's exactly like that. And it's it just really, like, makes my little socialist heart sing. Of, like, what? The corporations don't have American ideals in mind? <laughs> they have only profits in mind? <laughs> I wish anybody could have warned us against that. Anyway, that's Op-Ed Corner. <laughs> Big week for op-eds. Big, yeah. Um, I'm going to jump to a story that I don't think uh, you've heard it because it's a Canadian politics story, but mm. you're going to enjoy it. Um, well, there's <laughs> a bill that's being passed in Canada that would be a federal ban on conversion therapy. That's a good thing. Conversion therapy yes. is... It, it this is a work. Canadian bill? And, Canadian okay. bill, federal great, bill. Great, great, great. We're going to ban conversion therapy. Right. It is in the stages of becoming a law. There, there's multiple hurdles you have to get through. Mm -hmm. um, uh, this week, it... I'm sorry. Uh, it's gone through those hurdles. So it's on its way to becoming a law. That's good. Um, recently, there was a conservative politician... Uh, named Tamara Jansen, who mm. was basically voicing her opinion. It's like a Senate floor speech okay. against the bill. She likes conversion therapy. She yeah. wants she wants gay people to become straight. Get those suicide rates up. Right. And so her here's what she wanted to say. She wanted to say, I know somebody who was said she was a lesbian and is no longer, and she went through the therapy and it helped her and don't we want to help her? How dare we ban such a therapy? I, that's basically the story she wants to tell. 
Here's what she said. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. I'm sorry. to. I just yeah. want to clarify because it's occurred to me, I've only ever heard of conversion therapy being used on children. Mm. When we, when we, so when I think about conversion therapy bans, to me it is you can't send your 12-year-old gay kid off to camp in hopes that he becomes straight or whatever. But is it, like, if I was a an adult queer person and did not want that for whatever reason... You're asking a good question, and I don't know what the answer is. Okay. I don't think this would stop adults going to their church and okay. trying to do that. This would stop, like, therapists who are federally licensed or sure. whatever from being able to offer this if you want to remain, okay. like, a, a professional in good standing. Gotcha. Okay. But in this case, what she actually said um, was, I want to make sure I'm quoting this correctly. <laughs> Uh, I apologize. I want to make sure this is right. Yes. Um, Charlotte, a young woman in Calgary who's involved in lesbian activity, struggled with self-worth and depression. Mm. She reached a point in her life when she did not want to continue with her lesbian activity, and her parents supported her choice and helped her find a counselor who helped her process the Bing feelings. Bong. Her parents helped her. Yeah. Well, the thing is, everyone heard that, and they're like, I mean, what are you talking about? You're, is that even a real person? Yeah, yeah, that too. All of a sudden, lesbian activity began trending on Twitter. <laughs> and the responses of people saying, what is lesbian activity, oh, since girl. you made that such a clinical phrase? Tonight's lesbian activity is convincing my kids to go to bed, even though the sun is still up and there's no online school tomorrow. <laughs> Currently eating breakfast poutine because I just had a deep craving for fries and hollandaise sauce. Just another Saturday of lesbian activity. Wait, there's hollandaise sauce on poutine? Yeah, sure. I fucking love hollandaise sauce. <laughs> um, fellow gays, I'm old and out of touch. What kind of activities are we lesbians meant to be doing? I hope it has nothing to do with baking. I'm useless. Happy Lesbian Visibility Day. <laughs> For a, and then for a separate reason, Dairy Queen was trending because that sort of thing happens. And so all of a sudden you see in Canada what's trending on Twitter. It's Dairy Queen and lesbian activity. That's very uh, funny. (laughs) Someone did the tweet where it's like, Dairy Queen, lesbian activity. We treat you right. (laughs) I don't know. My friends. uh, Good times. My best friends who live in Portland just planted a whole huge vegetable garden, so that's their lesbian activity for the week. They haven't stopped talking about it for a month. (laughs) Anything goes. Um, It's a happy story. Yay. Um, We have talked about this person, too. This is Kelly Shibaka. She is an Alaska Republican who wants to challenge Lisa Murkowski next year when she's running for re-election. For Senate, Murkowski is a Republican. Right. She's one of the moderate-ish Republicans who might be a vote. So this woman is running to the right of Murkowski? She's running to the right of Murkowski. She wants to beat her in a primary. Um, And her whole pitch is she's more Trumpian and Murkowski's a traitor to Republicans, even though she's not. But anyway, Shabaka, I think we talked about her before because there was, uh, as soon as she announced that she was going to run, or at least that she was considering it, we... It was easy to find out. This is a woman who used to be a pastor of a very conservative church that allows uh, women to be pastors, but they speak in tongues. She believes in faith Uh healing and all of that. Well, now CNN has dug in more to her past, and uh, she's written a lot of articles under her maiden name. 
that were published. Uh, I think she went to Harvard. That wouldn't surprise me because a lot of these people, the right uh, Republicans who end up in politics, they go to good schools. And then decry good schools for the rest (laughs) of their career. Like real cool non-hypocrites. (laughs) Like Josh Hawley, you went to whatever, Harvard or Yale Law. Like if Josh Hawley doesn't convince you that like quote unquote good schools mean fucking nothing, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. So Shabaka has written in the past that conversion therapy works that Mm. uh, sexual molestation is the reason people are gay, that Twilight is evil. Wait. The book series. (laughs) I mean, the movie Um, series is terrible. She's one for three. Yeah, Um, that one's good. And uh, there's no wall of separation between church and state. Just, no, doesn't exist. Well, because the, the phrase separation church and state came between, like, it doesn't exist in the Constitution. She, she's not saying the phrase doesn't exist. Oh. She's saying, nope, it's just not a thing. Uh, oh. Which oh. is, no. So the First Amendment is not... She doesn't interpret it that way. I see. Jesus wins. Oh, okay. Um, but, I mean, the whole thing is... Oh, <laughs> she told CNN, like, she wasn't going to respond to any of this, I'm sure. She issued, like... Oh, I'm sorry. At the time when she said gay conversion therapy is, like, good. Super great. And that gay people can quote, come out of homosexuality with the help of Jesus. At the time that she wrote that, she also, like a day or two later, because there was backlash, she issued a, you know, one of those apologies to those I have offended. Sorry I offended you. But um, she told CNN she doesn't hold that point of view today, referring Mm. to conversion therapy, but only to conversion therapy, which means she, I mean, I can assume she still thinks church separation is She still thinks Twilight is garbage. She still <laughs> thinks Twilight is garbage, which is an acceptable yeah, opinion. Yeah, listen. Um, They're very readable books. They're just not good at any... The <laughs> at only, any. I mean, the thing is, like, Lisa Murkowski has had a rough go trying to get elected in the past, but Alaska now has ranked choice voting, like Maine oh, does. Oh, do they? Which makes it even hard, which, without getting into details, it makes it harder for extremists with a small but vocal base mm-hmm. to run away with the sort of primary. Even if you're a Republican who isn't in love with Lisa Murkowski, yeah. she might be like a solid second choice for you, even if you like another non-crazy right. candidate. I hope ranked choice voting um, takes hold. It would be so much better. Now, here's a question I couldn't figure out for myself. Okay. And I thought about this for a little while, more okay. than I want to admit. <laughs> would I rather have, assuming Murkowski is running again, all signs point to she will, would you rather have someone like her win that primary... Because she would probably win the seat. It's a red state. Um, Or do you take the risk and want someone like Kelly Shabaka to win? Because now you have batshit crazy on the ballot for Republicans Mm. against who knows who on the Democratic side. But batshit crazy Republican in a red state. Now, now what do you do? Because I couldn't, here's why I couldn't decide. This gets back to, like, Alabama with Tommy Tuberville against Doug Jones. You have a fine Democrat and an insane guy who knows nothing Republican right. in a very red state. They voted for the guy who knows nothing. Right. Of course they did. But also, at, there have been times when Republicans put up an insane right-wing candidate, and it's just too get, far, and yeah, they don't that's win. exactly what happened to Doug Jones. Um, oof. I understand what you mean, and I, I have, I will admit, have thought about that a lot of, like, yeah, I hope somebody, like, some lunatic primaries, like, fucking Ted Cruz, and whips that out. <laughs> Ted Cruz is too liberal for Texas. <laughs> I'm what you want. But at the end of the 
day, I am not sure I'm willing to take the gamble. I, I think if we're talking about, I think the Senate and the House are really different. Because mm. each individual senator oh, uh, carries so much more individual right, weight right. than an individual in, in Congress. I don't know why I said individual so many times. But so it, in the Senate, it does make me quite nervous because that's a fucking 5% of their of the Senate is going to be this lunatic lady. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? 2%. 2%. Absolutely. It's all good. I, I don't know. If I thought... Two. Got it. If, yep. I, if I thought she would lose, then... I'm so willing to take that well, chance. Of course, if you thought he was going to lose, right. like that's Murkowski would probably win no matter who she's up against. Right, and so it's like, do I take the risk? Or like, because she's not the worst. She so, isn't, and mm. I do have like, in terms of moderate. It's like, like it's like Joe Manchin. Like, I don't want him in the Senate. I'm glad he's on the Democratic I would take side. Him over. Anybody else who would fill that seat. Right, because it would be a Republican. So same thing with Murkowski. I'm like, well, if a Republican has to win Alaska, fine, her, I guess. Um, you're right, because it's I, not, we're not talking about Ted Cruz, or we're not talking about replacing, you know, uselessness with right. someone crazy. <sighs> the thing is, so much of my ire at female senators from red states who are Republicans but moderates all of that vitriol has really been like focused and in, in, over to Maine. <laughs> um, so in Susan Collins, like I, she is like my nemesis now, like personally, she doesn't know this. She's never heard of me, which is probably good <laughs> for all of us, but I fucking hate Susan Collins because the day of the um, Brett Kavanaugh yeah. um, hearings, her speech, I literally, I was in my, my empty house screamed you cunt as loud as I could and then took my dog for a two mile walk because I was so like angry in my core. And yet Democrats couldn't beat her. Oh, that's so fucking mad about it. I gave, I gave so much fucking money to the state of Maine. (laughs) How dare you guys do me like this? Anyway. There'll um, be plenty of time to talk about the Senate. No, I, I think my rule of thumb is maybe we should keep utter lunatics out of office, I guess would be my rule of thumb. But yeah, I mean, if, at, if I thought that, <laughs> look if, at your ideal world that you live in. <laughs> well, but like if there was like the Beto yeah. of of Alaska, then I would say like yeah, I'd kind of rather somebody who swings really far right run, and maybe we'll you know peel off those votes votes in the center. But a, I don't trust Republicans to not be idiots for a fucking second, and b, I don't and I don't follow. I don't want to shock you. I don't follow Alaska politics very closely. There's so some maybe crazy there is stories a in Alaskan politics. Maybe there is a, you know, a Beto of Alaska that one we of can... their state lawmakers this week refused to wear a mask on a plane. The plane banned her from flying, but it's Alaska. The only way you can get to the She's state gonna capital. She's going to have to fucking dog sled to yeah, DC huh? every week. I, I think her path has to now involve a ferry at the very least. Jesus. <laughs> it's great. Christ. Alaska politics is awesome. You've been to Alaska, haven't you? Uh, once. Oh, yeah. That's why you couldn't come to my fun. wedding. That sounds um, about right. I really want to go to Alaska. <laughs> I think it seems fun. Whenever we can travel. Yes. Uh, let's Are talk you about... saying we're going to do a partner trip, Hammett? Yes. Yes. Uh, you would not you be a fun vacation, buddy. No, what? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know me. You're like heaven's on his laptop again. <laughs> We're Look still at this in glacier, Hemet. Is there Wi-Fi or? I will not stand for this. <laughs> Let's talk about Catholics. Okay. Uh, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops is going to meet this summer as they've planned to meet. They do this all the time, and basically they're going to talk about like what do we do about our Joe Biden problem. 
And here's their problem. Uh, the most visible, famous Catholic in the country right now, mm-hmm. is, and Joe Biden talks about his Catholicism, wears it on his sleeve. You, you know that about him. Uh, he's pro-choice when it comes to policy, public mm-hmm. policy. And here's the question they're trying to figure out. Joe Biden goes to Catholic churches. He g- attends mass. Should he be allowed to get communion have at the end of the service? Have been doing this for like 10 years? Yes, we have. And now, but they now they got a Catholic president again. Oh, I see. So it's been a long time since they've had to deal with this. It's not just a politician who's pro-choice is visiting a church. It's the president. What were and- JFK's views on reproductive rights was it even a thing in the 60s i'm gonna look it up go ahead look it up while you do that i'll I'll tell this basically you know joe biden has said privately i I think he does follow catholic doctrine and he's opposed to abortion personally i Mm -hmm. hope i'm not wrong about that but as far as public policy is concerned which is the only thing that matters he's like he's pretty pro-choice and he supports like getting rid of the hyde amendment and and doing all these things that the pro-choice side wants him to do he's good about that but If you're the Catholic Church, you would look at that and say, well, you're not being a good Catholic. Mm -hmm. You it's like supporting same sex marriage that goes against what we teach you in this church. Um, And that's also applies to Joe Biden. So the thing is, at the end of a service, if the priest is putting a communion wafer on your mouth, because that is a sacrament and it's Mm -hmm. super important to them and it is the literal body of Christ, Mm -hmm. you are eating Jesus, damn it. Yeah. Should a priest give you that communion wafer if you are very openly defying the Catholic Church's views? Now, the right answer is no one cares because this is all made up. Correct. But if you're a practicing Catholic and you believe in the sacraments and you accept all this stuff... This is a big deal for them to say, uh, here's what they're going to discuss this summer. Should we urge Catholics who don't accept our views, like the thing they're going to vote on is not let's ban pro-choice people from getting communion. Mm -hmm. It would basically say, it would make clear, we, the Catholic bishops in the United States, believe that Biden and other Catholic public figures with similar viewpoints, pro-choice, should just stay seated during when we are all getting communion. It's a recommendation to people like Biden that, look, if you come up and ask us, Mm -hmm. it'll be up to the priest to give it to you or not. And most priests, like Joe Biden's priests, are like, yeah, we're giving it to him because this is what we do. It's not our job to judge you. That's God's job. Um, But their recommendation would be, we want to ask you nicely. Just stay seated. It's like if you invite a non-Catholic to a wedding. Yeah. um, Just stay seated when they do their Catholic stuff. I have stayed seated during many a mass. So this is what they're voting on. It's not like some rule change or a ban. It's a recommendation. But it's it's pointed at Joe Biden. Of course it is. But the thing is, this is what's boggling my mind. Like, they're going to debate this. They're going to decide, should we go through with this? 48%, I think that's the number, 48% of Catholics in the U.S. support abortion rights. Yeah. I think it's even higher if you ask them about marriage equality. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, but that's the question, right? Like, it is not to fucking bring up this uh, slippery slope argument, but why? So does this mean now every person who go like... I could fucking go up and get mass at my local church and nobody would know who I was. But so now you are they going to take gonna po- that Jesus? <laughs> are they going to post a list at the door of their church being like, we would prefer you not take communion if you are 
you know, pro-choice, pro-marriage equality. The wording, the wording that they have is Catholic public figures. Not randos, but even if that's the case and they put up a sign that's like, listen, are you famous? No communion for you unless you're a bigot hey, or you hate abortion rights. Catholics, you have somebody in the presidency right now. Maybe this isn't your <laughs> moment to close ranks and try to exclude more people. That's, this should absolutely, yeah. from a marketing standpoint, this should absolutely be their moment of like, hey, the president is Catholic. Anybody can be a Catholic. We embrace everybody. All you have to do is chomp down on Jesus every week, and you're cool. Say you can have you wine at 10 in the morning. <laughs> Say what you will about the Mormon church. If Mitt Romney were president, oh they would God. market the shit Fucking out of that. magic underwear for <laughs> everyone. <laughs> but the Catholic church is like, how can we alienate as many people as possible? Let's punish the most famous Catholic and in the country. And then next week, I'm going to have to read another fucking article about, like, how come the Catholic churches are empty? And like, bud, <laughs> you just had a meeting about it. <laughs> Yeah, and and what is stunning is again, if Biden is privately and uh, privately pro life, as I think he has said he is, they're literally making this rule suggestion to someone who it doesn't even apply to because he's following the rules you want. Well, and also. Joe Biden being personally pro-life, like, it never really mattered because he doesn't get to make any choice for any person with a uterus. But specifically now, I don't think unplanned pregnancies are necessarily, like, a thing he's concerned about. So maybe <laughs> his personal pro-life or pro-choice stances aren't relevant right now. Unbelievable. Um, I should say there was a group called Catholics for Choice, mm -hmm. and their president issued a statement basically saying, what the hell are you doing, Catholic oh. Church? Um, they said, you know, um, for the bishops to con to consider using the body of Christ as a weapon hmm. with which to divide the faithful and punish President Biden is a reprehensible betrayal of the power of the sacraments. After four years of tacit complicity with Donald Trump, dot, 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 it is glaringly hypocritical for the bishops to suddenly use their voice to condemn President Biden and other Catholic elected officials whose consciences compel them to support abortion rights. That is brutal. <laughs> Holy shit. What's the name of that group? I want to like give them money. <laughs> Catholics for choice. You don't I'm not have gonna to give them, them money. money. Yeah. But like, I, I want to meet that writer. That was a really good uh, piece Jamie of writing. Jamie Manson is their president. Yeah. I am overjoyed with that little, <laughs> little diatribe they gave us. And, Cause it's, I, I didn't even consider it. All I was thinking about is like, well, you know, Joe, but, and, and it makes sense that like, the thing, if you have half Catholics, if the half the Catholics in the United States support abortion rights right. and more than that support marriage equality, you can bet there are a lot of Catholic groups that are like upset with the conservative mm -hmm. dogma of the Catholic church. And the fact that they're like, Nope, this one doesn't change. This is where we all stand. And they're like, no, 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 we're Catholic too. We, we know how the game works. And this is not anything that has to be a rule. You could change this one if you wanted to. It, it and, I, and I get that Trump was not Catholic, so it makes sense that they didn't feel like it was their place to comment on it. But like, but man, the people we who comment on everything always comment on everything. It's right. not going to stop them. But man, it's pretty fucking wild that like after four years of Trump, all of a sudden the the Catholic Church is like clutching their fucking pearls. Like what? He believes a woman should be able to decide what to do with her body. I would never. I don't know what character that was. I, I don't either. Um, we'll, that's a good segue, sure. Thank you. To this one, <laughs> uh, to this story out of Oklahoma. This is, there's a state senator, Nathan Dom. 
He's a conservative Christian, Christian nationalist, Republican lawmaker, you know, the type. Racist. This is a... Yeah, is, he, a is he a white gentleman? He is. What? This so is weird. a guy who uh, co-sponsored a bill last year declaring 2020 the year of the Bible. Fitting. Uh, which that Fitting one, because of the plague. That backfired, yeah. <laughs> the biblical plagues that we experienced all year. Yeah, a couple of years ago, he sponsored a bill that would have changed state law to say all wildlife found in this state is the property of Almighty God. <laughs> that's, that's the sort of guy we're talking about here. That's not the story, but that's who we're talking about. <laughs> As opposed to what? I like, think it said it belongs to the government if you find wildlife on the land. And he said, cross out the government and put God. Like, that was the law he wanted to amend. I think he could make a pretty strong case to say that wild animals are, by definition, owned by nobody. But what do I know? (laughs) Uh, So they're considering a bill. Um, On Earth Day this year, a a couple weeks ago, he filed a bill to ban paper straws. Which, all right, it's a right-wing thing. They hate paper Listen, straws. Listen, you know I hate the right-wing, but I also hate paper straws But you so are not saying much. no one else is allowed to use them either. No, like, if you want to have paper goo in your mouth by the end of your Bloody Mary, then by all fucking means use a paper straw. And here's the thing. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I don't like them. Uh-uh. This guy wants to ban them oh, from places, so he's insane. That's a different universe. Right. And so here's his argument. Uh, He wrote this in a press release that he posted on Facebook and is still up on Facebook right now as we are recording, like, weeks later. Like, as in... He did not realize that he should pull this. Oh. He's like, nope, I'm standing by this. Press no, you can delete things. <laughs> you don't. I know you don't know where this story is going, uh-huh. and you you will not be able to guess where this story is going. Okay, I'm intrigued. Just wait till you find out. Okay, how, remember, I'm going to take a sip of wine. Don't make me do a spit take. Right. So Republican arguing about a ban on paper straws. Okay. I've never met a single person who enjoys using a paper straw. They fall apart and turn to mush. Quicker than Joe Biden trying to string a co- together a coherent sentence. I'm not done, but that's joke one. Oh, that was a joke. Mm-hmm. They oh, collapse, yeah. paper straws, they collapse like Mitt Romney under the slightest amount of pressure. Joke two. Oh, no. This guy is using this a law to work out his tight five. <laughs> yeah. And let me finish that sentence. They collapse like Mitt Romney under the slightest amount of pressure. And even with Kamala Harris, dot, 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 well, never mind. I don't know what that means. Wait, he, what's he implying? That's a good question. What is he implying? Because some people suggested... Was that connecting Mitt Romney to... No. Okay, it was a third... a third joke about Kamala Harris. Thought. Yep. Because she's... Even... I think what he's saying there is... Mushy? Even Kamala Harris wouldn't enjoy a paper straw... Even though she knows how to suck things. That's the joke he's going for. No, it is not. So, just to be clear, because he didn't say it, a local news reporter asked him that day, Hey, you made that comment, like, what did you mean by that? And And basically his response is like, you know what I meant by that. Okay, well, tell us what you... I'm paraphrasing their conversation. Uh Well, tell us what you meant by that. Uh I was just a joke. Yeah, but what was the joke? Oh, I think people know what the joke is. This goes on for a while. Certainly don't, sir. Uh-huh. And Why don't you talk to me like I'm a literal <laughs> idiot? 
Then he posts a tweet, a oh. follow-up tweet. This is Nathan Domingue. You love a follow-up tweet for a press release. <laughs> That's just all professional. None of it denies the uh, interpretation everyone took from okay. his press release. Breaking, if you think I'm going to be politically correct, in quotation marks, you need to realize a few things. One, he numbered the list on Twitter. One, you obviously know nothing about me. Is this a thread? It's one tweet. It's one tweet that's numerals? One, you obviously know nothing about me. Two, you're in for a bad time. Three. Is he quoting South Park? I don't know. Three, I've been assured my jokes are hilarious. (laughs) Oh, honey. And four, your emotional opinions are irrelevant. Three, I've been assured my jokes are hilarious. Is it by people who you pay? (laughs) Because I don't think that can legally count. Like, here's how... one, you obviously don't know me. Okay, okay, that's fair, but the point of a press release is to give information for people who don't know you because they cannot meet you and talk to you. This That's is why a press, press release about paper straws. And everyone's like, oh, straws. Nathan Dom, the Christian guy, the former missionary who thinks, I'll make a subtle joke about how the vice president blew her way to the top. Yeah, um, that's the worst in a lot of ways. But also, like, straws aren't inherently sexual. And paper it's straws are hmm. It's just, it's one thing if he was, like, doing, like, a popsicle thing. <laughs> like, there's a blowjob joke there to be had, but, like... But straws? But yeah. straws, not really. Like, buddy, do you even know? I don't know. I don't know, conservative Christian, A. Becca homeschooling. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's so here's funny. Here's how bad me. his joke was. The Republican... How bad was it? You, the Republican <laughs> Senate president issued a statement afterwards... I'm disappointed in Nathan Dom's comments about the vice president of the United States. His comments were misogynistic, disrespectful, immature, and undermine the good work of the staff and other members of the Oklahoma Senate. As the leader of the Senate, I hold senators to a high standard of conduct and decorum, and Senator Dom completely failed to live up to that standard. And do you know how that man punished Nathan Dom? He did not. He did not. Okay. Wowie, wow, wow, wow. It's just like, okay, genuine, genuine, real question. Why aren't conservative, why are conservatives physically unable to tell a joke? (laughs) I think it goes back, okay, Rush Limbaugh is supposed to be like the funny radio guy. Wait, no, no. When he died. I am not accepting that as a premise. People thought he was funny? Yeah, when he died, the right wing reaction was not just we've lost this right wing conservative right. Uh, radio host. It was that, you know what I'll miss about him? His humor. Which, again, my reaction was the same as yours. Like, what humor? He wasn't funny. Is he His, known for being funny? If you are a conservative and your idea of joke telling is insult comic humor, where it's like, I hey, guess. you know Sandra Fluke? She's a slut. Oh, I remember that's, the Sandra Fluke that's thing. That's his oh, joke. Well. That's the joke. It's not like so when the he, thing about right wing humor is they don't need you to think and make connections in your mind. And you're like, oh, my God, that's a callback to an old thing. I remember. <laughs> no, it's just like, let me call this woman the funniest name I can think of. OK, that's the end of the joke. So I started writing for Friendly Atheist blog in 2012 and that was when the Sandra Fluke stuff came mm-hmm. out I've probably seen that clip of Rush Limbaugh doing the what do you call somebody who gets paid to have sex a prostitute like that was that yeah. that's what they was missed. that set up punchline yeah 
Have oh, you seen Dark I thought Fell? he just hated women. What? There's a there's a comedy show on oh, Fox News. I watched a it's couple just clips of it, and it's first of all they've done the same joke like thrice in a week. Yeah, and it's all it's literally all like mm, someone's about to get canceled. It's so yeah yeah, and, yeah. Is I I've genuinely put a lot of like as a person who was or is a comedian loves comedy. I have thought long and hard about why there are why conservatives just can't be funny. And I think part of it has to do with like punching up versus punching down where like a conservative is by definition, like the status quo and the leader and they want to conserve that. That's where that word comes from. And so all they can do is make fun of people who are less powerful than them. And also I think comedy requires some amount of empathy, which seems to be in short supply. There's, I'm sure somebody smarter than me has like given this a lot of thought and figured out what was going on. Was it you? No. Oh. Um, I think there are some good scholarly like papers yeah. on conservative humor versus liberal humor yeah. that are fascinating because there are things you recognize and you're like, yeah, that is how jokes that I find funny work. Yeah. And then you realize how right wing humor works and it's, it's not funny. It's just. Oh, it's Insults. just constantly punching down is the thing. And to me, like, that's deeply unfunny. Speaking it, of unfunny, oh, I'm getting to this story. Here we go. Yep. Uh, Newt Gingrich was on Fox News last Saturday, and he was basically talking... I genuinely thought he was dead. Oh, my God. When you said that, I was like, is he... Ba- okay. No. He's still alive. Newt Gingrich is alive. He's commentating and doing okay. whatever all right, it is all right. I'm starting to remember this. I feel like he did something stupid and we're all no. going to have to remember that he cheated on his dying wife. We'll get there. Okay, cool. Um, he was attacking Joe Biden. Joe Biden hates traditional values, blah, blah, blah. Oh, hates traditional values. Traditional, yeah. Uh, and here's his example. Here I'm quoting Newt Gingrich on Fox News. Every idiotic thing that the Biden administration has done in the first hundred days, you begin to realize whether it's threatening everybody who believes in the Second Amendment or it's attacking everybody who believes in right to life, hmm. or it is attacking people of traditional values who are appalled that this administration would fly the gay flag at American embassies all over the world. That's a thing everyone's mad about because some U.S. embassies, well, all U.S. embassies, are now allowed to put out a radio, uh, rainbow flag to mark like Pride Month. And over during the Trump administration, they were not allowed to. And now Biden's like, yeah, we're going to get rid of that rule. And Newt Gingrich is like, what? what? Can I? We are traditional. So he's mad about embassies. I would like to tell you briefly. No, adi- all Americans are mad about the embassies. Oh, sorry. Um, he speaks for all of us. Thank sure, you. sure, 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 sure. Uh, I have a brief anecdote. Uh, when I was 20, I did a semester in London. This is 2000, doesn't matter, seven, maybe six. Um, and the guy, we were in like a British culture class or whatever. It was all utter bullshit, but I got a few anthropology credits out of it. And I got to hang out in London for a while. Anyway, um, this guy was like, the weirdest thing in the world is the fact that in London, like they don't carry guns and like cops don't mm-hmm. carry guns in London. And the only place you can always see guns is outside the U.S. Embassy. (laughs) And I think that ruined me for, like, the Second Amendment because I was so deeply embarrassed. (laughs) Like, who the fuck wants to raid our fucking embassy? Like, nobody is... No one looks... 
last week when we were talking about the Dawkins thing, we were like, "There, the people mad that he got a, he lost an award that he mm-hmm. once got. Mm-hmm. These people didn't even know that award existed. Oh, absolutely. And not. it's the same thing. No one knew these embassies were flying rainbow flags, and now they're like, "What? It might happen if you're Newt Gingrich." Again, yeah. what else do you have to complain about? It seems that conservative Republicans in the United States aren't really incentivized to travel internationally, so I don't <laughs> think they have to worry about the yeah. look of our U.S. embassies because they will not have to witness them themselves. The idea that this is what everyone's talking about right oh, now. Oh, they're like, so accepting of queer people. I hate <laughs> it so much. Blah, blah, blah. That's them. I don't know what that soundbite was. Uh, it's, uh, it's just a character I was doing who is like a um, sort of a slow-speaking right-wing person <laughs> who loves guns, I guess. And so he just, his tongue turned to liquid in his mouth. I'm sorry, keep going. That works. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to jump to Australia really briefly because I got a lot of people sending me the same story, which that only happens when something feels pretty big and everyone's like, you're going to want to cover this. Uh-huh. And this story was from Australia because their prime minister, who is a conservative mm-hmm. by our definition of the word, uh, somewhat moderate-ish. He's not insane right-wing, but Mm -hmm. he's Australian (laughs) right-wing. Scott Morrison. But he, basically, what happened is, uh, last week he appeared, surprise guest, at a conference hosted by the Pentecostal Australian Christian Churches. Mm -hmm. Religious gathering, Pentecostal specifically, they were holding their event, and hey, we have a surprise guest speaker. It's the Prime Minister of our country. Huge deal. Huge deal. So, he gets there, and here's the thing. They didn't announce this anywhere. This wasn't like on his public schedule. This mm-hmm. is something he he did as the prime minister. He used his prime minister's jet to get there. Uh-huh. Um, but he's not doing this, you know, as part of his normal routine or anything. But no one had seen a copy of his speech. And <sighs> it got released. And like, basically one, I think the story is one pastor who was there maybe took video of it because he wanted to share with his church. Sure. And basically, a secular group downloaded it, got yeah. it, and exposed it for everybody. Let everyone see like it. That. Yeah. And here's the thing: the the reason this made news in Australia is because here's what Scott Morrison said. I'm quoting from a news article. This is not a speech. Um, Morrison also revealed that he had sought a sign from God while on the 2019 election campaign trail, and that he had practiced the evangelical tradition of laying of the laying on of hands while working in the role of prime minister. Basically, when he would go to a tragedy area, like after a hurricane oh, or sure, whatever, sure, sure. like he's not just praying with them. He's putting his hands on them, saying, I hope you get healed because God's going to work through me, whatever. Um, You're lucky I came along because you would have died <laughs> yeah. because God doesn't give a fuck about you unless I'm touching you. Quoting him, he said, I've been in evacuation centers where people thought I was just giving someone a hug and I was praying and putting my hands on people, laying hands on them and praying in various situations, referring to the aftermath of a cyclone. So anyway, that happened. What's your reaction to all of that? I mean, not great, but it doesn't seem to be like newsworthy territory that's exactly where i was it's like i mean okay he's a religious guy he happens to be pentecostal but it's like yeah i mean yeah religious people do like (laughs) i i think he's a religious guy doing religious things yeah i think laying on of hands is no different than like 
taking the 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 Jesus cracker, whatever it's called. What's it called? Communion, Communion wafer. wafer. Yes. Like, it, it, I don't know. It, it's harmless, I guess. It's not like he, unless there is more to the story and he like laid on no. hands and is like, fucking go home. You don't need no, a doctor, no. dude. There was no more to that particular story. You're fine, as long and as the, the hugs were consensual, which <laughs> right. at least at this point. Yeah, no, everything else seemed up and up. Like, okay, he's religious and he's talking about doing these crazy religious things. Which makes sense in the context of that church um, and makes sense if you're Pentecostal. And of course, everyone else is like, what are you doing? That doesn't do anything. Okay. But the thing is, this is wildly like religious extremist type of behavior in Australia. This is a place where they've elected an open atheist as their prime minister in the past. Sweet Australians. You don't know how bad it gets. (laughs) That's exactly it. It's like, oh, you think that's that's too much? Oh, let me introduce you to the moderate Republicans. Let me introduce you to the liberal Democrats. It doesn't matter. Uh, Yeah. this is no, liberal Democrat behavior. No, I completely under <laughs> right. I completely understand that like gut reaction of like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, you think magic comes out of your hands? But I mean, we as a society have decided that certain beliefs that we could have, like my hands are healing, are fine in the context of Pentecostal shit. But like, <laughs> if me Jessica just walks up and says like, I have healing hands right. and just touches people, I'd probably be jailed <laughs> immediately, and rightly so. Just to, be a give, danger. just to give you a sense of like how this story plays out in Australia, the Guardian spoke to a political historian in Australia who basically who basically shrugged off that this was anything during the story. She's like, it doesn't seem to have much policy content. It yeah, isn't, is that the end of the story? Is there more to it? Than that? <laughs> it isn't him making more. Uh, it isn't making him more compassionate to people trying to live uh, on a part of the country. But on the other hand, he isn't trying to ban abortion and he's not trying to wind back same-sex marriage legislation. He's not a warrior. He is not a political warrior. It may be a guiding philosophy, but it is rather nebulous. Like, eh, not yeah. a big deal. Go away. The opposition party's leader. So, of course, all the pol- the pundits are like, hey, people who don't like the guy, what do yeah. you have to say about this? Um, that guy, Anthony Albanese, his response. And again, think of all the things he could have said. He's like, for me, faith is a personal matter. I respect people's beliefs. <laughs> I think separation of church and state is important. I think the idea that God is on any political side is no more respectful than the idea that when someone's sporting team wins. Like, basically, it's a mild, like, eh. Yeah, that's completely <laughs> how I feel about it. And maybe we're just broken because U.S. I, politics it. is so we're, fucked. We are so broken that this counts as a scandal in, in, in limited terms. And it's like, I miss. Uh, I, I not that we ever had back. that, but yeah. I miss I can't that. wait to go back to Australia. Um, I have one last one for you okay. because uh, this is something that uh, is happening now. And it's not that big of a deal. It just made me laugh. Uh, Charisma is a Christian publication that publishes. It's not real journalism. It's yeah. just, they publish the weirdest voices. It's like highlights for adults. Yes, for Christian adults mm-hmm. who are charismatic and believe in the laying on of hands mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I think we talked and about this. And they believe this. strongly in Goofus versus Gallant. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. Highlights joke. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> nice. There, we talked about this. There was a guy named Pastor Jeremiah Johnson who, before the election, was like, I, he's a, I'm a prophet. God is speaking to me. God tells me Trump is going to win the election. Oh, did he? And the thing is, after Trump lost the election, Jeremiah Johnson is like, well, I fucked up. <laughs> like it was that, that was the reason we talked about it. It's like, this guy's actually going back, and he admits he screwed this one up. And... It was funny watching this guy kind of work through all this. He's like, 
I, I maybe I misheard, maybe I misinterpreted what oh, God was telling me. <laughs> but he shut down his ministry. He shut it down. No. And he's like, oh, I, I need to take some. No, don't. I but know, he's like, I'm going to take time off and re-engage and maybe some more time to figure out what my, what God wants from me, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but anyway, that was kind of a high profile, this so-called prophet. Yeah. Like got this one pretty wrong. Yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of so-called prophets. Sounds like he took the L, though, which I I respect. He did. He's not... Relatively speaking. Who is that guy in the U.S. who kept camping? Harold Camping? Yeah. Who was like, oh, it's going to be tomorrow. JK, next month. That's the thing. Like, prophets, the good, (laughs) the good in big quotation mark, prophets. No, you don't put an expiration date on your predictions. Yeah. You can't say Trump is going to win the election. And by the way, I should say a lot of other Christian preachers who say, I am a prophet, God speaks through me, have said, yes, I know I said Trump is going to win the election. It's going to happen. Or it's an emotional victory. Yeah. And a moral <laughs> victory. My favorite reaction was, well, God didn't tell me it was going to be consecutive. <laughs> that was a real reaction somebody had. Anyway, the thing is, like, you had all these so-called prophets saying Trump is going to win, uh-huh. Trump lost, and if you accept that Trump lost the election, it's like, well, then all these prophets said something that was not true, and we got a crisis in the world of prophecy. Honestly, I'm surprised that doesn't happen more. Yeah, because they don't usually make predictions that come with such a definitive, high-profile right. like, end date. Right. So you could have said this was over when they announced Biden was a winner, or when he got inaugurated, or maybe now. I don't know. Maybe but... once Trump dies, we'll be able to put those all to bed. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a fake. It's it's a body oh, double, I'm sure. fuck me. But here's the thing. So at Charisma, one of their writers and, and some other preacher put together a prophetic, what did they call it? A prophetic standards list. Basically saying, we have put together a set of rules that well-meaning prophets should sign on to. It's like the giving pledge, like we promise to give away because we're billionaires. We promise to give away like most of our money during our lifetime. Are they asking prophets to chill the fuck out? Well, so that's the question. Or be less specific? So they want all these prophets, so-called prophets, to sign on to a statement saying these are best practices. This is what we will agree to because we don't want to scam anybody. You keep saying best practices. Best practices are like... How I send emails or how, like, we organize our office. It's not for fucking making prophecies from God. There's a, it's a very long list of standards that they put out there, but here's one of them. We believe that prophecies should first be tested by the word. Then, if the prophetic word is not contrary to the scriptures, it should be evaluated by other mature leaders. Dot, dot, dot. Those who refuse to have their words tested should not be given a platform. But, again, to paraphrase, they think prophecies, like, shouldn't be announced or proclaimed unless, like, they don't contradict anything the Bible says. And you have other prophets and Christian leaders who are like, yeah, I'm going to back you up. It's like the worst peer review ever. So that's weird. Like, you want peer review for your predictions that you're just making up? That's messed up yeah. that's like an astrologer saying like all right before i announce the horoscope yeah i'm gonna run it by some other astrologers first and make sure it doesn't contradict what we but know I mean, about if that if it, universe if prophecies are capital are real then everybody should be getting the same prophecy right or at they, least they there should be no that. oh they didn't <laughs> that's so weird yeah it's weird that they don't want to bring those kinds of things up they did not mention that one but huh. like that's not science that's just an echo chamber <laughs> um here's another a standard that they have. 
Um, we understand that prophecies can be conditional and that many prophecies will take time to come to pass, dot, dot, dot. This means that prophecies that do not contradict the Bible, prerequisite, or that are not contrary to fact, should be evaluated over time and not immediately rejected. Basically saying, if someone makes a prediction, let's, let's not attack the prophet. Let's not attack the Christian preachers who say, God talked to me and said this. Sometimes these things take time. So, so everyone, back the hell off. So what's the point of prophets if you can't do anything with them? Yeah, it's a like, good question. They basically, those two rules alone, and there were like more than a dozen rules. Right. Those two rules say, you could say anything you want as long as you're not like the lone wolf on the cause. And also everyone else, you know, don't, don't be mad just because someone made a prophecy that you didn't particularly like. Because it might be true. Right. God may have spoken to them, but it's not going to be a snap thing. I mean, and that's the thing that really bothers me about like psychics and, and prophecies in general is this sort of idea of like, oh, in hindsight, of course, this made perfect sense. But like, so fucking what? Like... <laughs> Everything makes sense in hindsight. Everything everything can make sense in hindsight if you want to connect the dots in a certain way. But, like, if I'm going to a psychic, I would think I want some, like, actionable shit. Yeah. Not some stuff that in six months, like, oh, I did go on a trip in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's very horoscopy. So, like, I read through those standards. It's like, you're basically giving it out for everything. This You haven't changed anything oh, they here. They care. They just want to give the appearance of covering their own ass. Yeah. And for prophecy, for predictions. Prophecy. Like, let's not be mad at prophets. They might be real, even though that guy was totally wrong and apologized, and kind of. virtually everyone has been extremely wrong. <laughs> they also, yeah, they also had a list of people who signed on to the statement, having read it, and like, yes, we agree to mm. this pledge. One of them Best was practices. Jennifer LeClaire, who writes for Charisma and has spread prophecies that are not true for years and years. Nice. The other was the CEO of Charisma, Stephen Strang, who is the hub. Like, this, the Charisma is known as the place that will publish anything. I know it's only been two, but I'm noticing a pattern. Yeah. Jeremiah Johnson, the guy who got every, the Trump one wrong, he oh, also yeah. signed it, which is just funny. <laughs> Like, you're the one guy who actually handled it, and you're like, yes, I should live up to higher standards. Oh, that's hysterical. But some of the prophets that I have, I know I've written about them, but they get a lot of viral videos about, like, you're saying crazy stuff uh -huh. that's not going to happen. They did not sign on to this. <laughs> so, like, the people that you're writing these rules for, the ones who make you look bad, yeah. none of them have anything to do with these. It's just, <laughs> look at these people trying to solve a problem without getting to the root cause of, like, you're making shit up. It's so Stop having rules for your lives. <laughs> it's just so undignified. It oh, truly is. That's it. I was ending on a have? high note. That was, uh, that was a strong batch of stories. <laughs> um, I would like to say before we go that um, yeah, uh, today, actually, um, today, Thursday, um, the episode... For the finale of season three of Twin Peaks dropped today, um, my husband and I have been doing a podcast called Cooper Duper about Twin Peaks, and today was the the last episode of canonical Twin Peaks. We're going to do some David Lynch movies oh, in the future. Honestly, I'm that felt sarcastic, but I'm very proud of it. You should it's be. been it's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm I'm proud of the the work that we did, which sounds. Again, it's just my voice. It sounds sarcastic, but like we, we, it was fun dissecting stories and trying to interpret David Lynch, which is virtually impossible. Uh, it was just a really, I'm, I'm very proud we did it. And I'm really glad I have that sort of little 
Peace. So if you need shit to do and want to rewatch Twin Peaks, I guarantee you it won't make sense anyway, but our podcast might help a little. Um, yeah, join our Facebook group, which I'm very excited yeah. about. Donate to Patreon, if, mm-hmm. uh, patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. If you give $5, you will get ad free versions of future podcasts, which isn't a problem this moment, but hopefully we'll be able to read some ads sooner or later and we don't get knocked out because of the big scary a word. Um, you can, uh, if you need a present or something, I run a cross stitch shop on Etsy called bitches get stitched done. I do a lot of custom work. I'm working on one for a listener right now that is like a subtle LGBTQ, um, border that, that we're both pretty happy with. So, um, yeah, I do all custom shit. So if you have a phrase that you want, um, slap some flowers on it. It'll be art. Um, do you have anything else? No, we're YouTube, good. anything? Eh, go to YouTube. <laughs> All right. Not the rest of it, just my stuff. Talk to you next You'll find week. it. Bye. <laughs>